Hong Kong's compulsory retirement scheme, the Mandatory Provident Fund, has reported its best year since 2009. The Hang Seng Index and many Asian markets performed strongly in 2017, which means as long as the employee chose equity funds or mixed asset funds, they had strong returns. So how well did the scheme do overall? I went to see Francis Chung, chairman of MPF Ratings. I think in Hong Kong, most people simply focus on investment performance and fees, and there's often this sort of desire for high performance with the lowest possible fees. But the reality is, what we look at is overall value for money of schemes. And schemes produce not only fund performance uh, per fees that are paid, but they also offer particular services to members, to employers. So we look at those services. Uh, we also look at their use of technology and how well they engage with members, as well as overall governance and transparency structures. So this week I've actually had a number of people ask me about their MPF scheme because it's the time of year where they have to choose their funds. A common question is, first of all, I've got this statement, what does it mean? I don't know how to read it. Yeah, look, I get that too, and it's not just at the end of the year. Look, I think certainly for 2007, 2018, a lot of people are becoming a lot more aware of their MPF. I mean, average account balances are now roughly 300,000 Hong Kong dollars um, for one. We've had phenomenal investment performance this year across all markets, so people are obviously a lot more engaged. And as you say, once a year with semi-choice, people can have a look at it. And, yeah, look, I think member benefit statements are obviously, you know, they're, they're compulsory for one. They provide a lot of information and they don't necessarily provide information in a readable format. But you're absolutely right. It is the one time of the year when members become fully engaged, when they actually receive that statement. And I think the key thing is read it carefully and if they don't understand it, to actually contact their um, scheme providers or their agent or broker who has been servicing them. And the other common question is people are being asked to choose the funds that they want to go into for this year. And in some cases, if it's a large MPF provider, there's an array of funds. And a lot of people don't really know much about these funds, what they invest in, what sort of performance they should be looking for. How do, how do they go about making the right choice? Yeah, look, again, I think that's a very relevant point. And it sort of goes to, to sort of the way that MPF ratings, for example, sort of rates the overall scheme. And I think that's a key point to make that when MPF ratings actually assesses a scheme, it's not at the underlying fund level. It's at the total scheme level because you may like a particular fund, but to actually access that fund, you have to be invested in the actual scheme that has that fund. And I think in fairness to the MPFA, the default investment scheme strategy that's been put in place helps address some of those concerns that you just raised in terms of what is the right or wrong fund uh, to go into, because I would stress that the one thing that is outside of one's control is actually fund performance. Fund managers actually take returns that the market gives. The one thing that they can do is manage risk, and I think the best way for for members of the public to manage risk in their portfolio is to understand what their time horizon is for investing, um, what their risk profile is, and then look for very well-diversified funds, so multi-asset funds possibly with a number of different managers. And the default investment scheme strategy actually sort of addresses some of those issues. So could people go to the MPF Ratings website 
and get the information they need to be able to make the right choice to understand more about the funds that they're investing in? Yeah, look, when MPF Ratings first uh, kicked off its ratings and we're going into our sixth year of public ratings, I think one of the things that we were very um, sort of aware of is that one of the reasons why we wanted to make our ratings public was to try and raise standards in the marketplace to allow schemes to use our rating system as a badge of honour to promote their schemes but at the same time give the, um, uh, the members of the public sort of comfort that they are in a scheme that is appropriate for them. And so what we've now done for this year is we've actually launched um, the MPF form guides and they're available on MPF Ratings website which is www.mpfratings.com.hk and there is a form guide tab there. They can click on there and they will get all the form guides that allow uh, members of the public to compare one scheme to another. Now your 2018 ratings have just come out. What do they show? Right, so we're often sort of, an often sort of made statement is, oh, all MPF schemes are rubbish, so they all must be rated bronze. So we rate schemes gold, silver and bronze, and the rating system is not only at the scheme level, so we look at more than just performance and fees, we look at services and the overall value of, of money to, to um, MPF members, but it's also relative to schemes. So we've got 10 schemes that are rated um, gold, uh, which is effectively the top 20%. The next 30 get silver, and then the other 50 are rated bronze. I think the key thing to, to note this year is that um, two schemes have been downgraded from gold to silver, so that will be a slightly difficult sort of message to have with the schemes. Two schemes have been rated um, or upgraded from silver to, to, to gold. And for me, I think the, the one most interesting thing for 2018 is that fund performance was probably the one th least thing that differentiated a higher quality scheme from a lower quality scheme. And that's actually good for members because we've had a very good year of, of, of market performance. But the differentials between the very worst performance and the very good performance was actually a lot less this year than from previous years. So effectively, the entire MPF community benefited from better market performance this year. And you also have an award um, a number of awards, in fact. Do you want to tell us about a couple of the more interesting ones? Yeah, look, um, we established the awards on the back of the, um, the, the MPF ratings um, assessment process. So our awards are a direct consequence of our assessment process, and it culminates with the um, announcement of the 2018 MPF Scheme of the Year. That was Francis Chung, Chairman of MPF Ratings. That's it for Money Talk Extra this morning. I hope you found the program helpful in thinking more about your personal finances and making better money decisions. Next Saturday, I'll take a look at ways to improve your credit score. Jimmy Lamb will find out how marriage has impacted the financial planning for one of our listeners. And in the coming few weeks in our investment segment, we'll have a tutorial on some different investment products, starting off next week with futures. So please do join Jimmy and me next Saturday at the same time. In the meantime, this is Peter Lewis hoping you have a great weekend. Bye for now.